Hello and welcome. We're back. Paolo Travato. Caleb, the Flow Podcast. Oh, we're on episode what, four now? Episode four. Oh. A little bit of question and answer today. A little QA. <laughs> little QA today. Oh, a little rhyming as well. Why not? Um, listen, I love questions and I love answering them. It's one of my favorite things to do. Love a good question. You like a good question? It's, you know, it's fun. I love it. I love when someone comes up to me and asks me a question. You know what I mean? One that yeah. really makes it think. You know, yeah, it's nice when someone's interested in you. Yeah, couldn't agree more. <laughs> love being, love, love being interested in. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Whatever. Um, let's roll on though. Let's, let's, should we just jump right into it? Is, should we even start with anything? Does there need to be a, anything? Well, we got we asked you guys on Instagram for a couple questions. Yeah, we'll probably do this again in the future. So, hundred percent. Make sure you stay tuned to the Instagram if you have any questions for us. Yeah, and uh, I don't see why we won't just jump right in. All right, fuck. Let's start, man. <laughs> we'll start with number one. Um, the question was about our mission statement. What is our mission statement? Um, Caleb, do you want to handle that one? Yeah, uh, we had kind of talked about all these questions beforehand, just so we. We don't ramble on too, too long about any of them. Yeah, got to keep it smooth. Got to keep it smooth. But uh, we had basically said, you know, right now we don't have, like, a we hadn't come up with, like, a full concrete, like, this is exactly what our mission statement is, but we both have an idea mm-hmm. of what it is. Um, um, we kind of just want to spread positivity, and yeah. then we want to be able to create and, you know, create something and then help others, bring up others with us and help them create and, you know, just kind of... We just want to make us successful and then bring up everyone else with us. Completely. I mean, yeah, to, like, expand on that a little bit as well. Like, all we're looking to do is, like, just we want to we want to work to make this brand the best it can be, uh, create as many different collections, create cool shit for y'all to wear, to rock with. Um, we want to create a, a message that goes deeper where, you know, we're working on that message and, like, you know, it's still something that we're learning about and stuff and like you know I can tell you like from a year ago like we didn't understand we we didn't have a message at all but now we're really starting to like iron out a bit more of a message and like that it takes time like we know that like it's going to take time to fully have a full grasp on like what our message is what we're really looking for with this brand and like what we know for sure is that we want to definitely spread positivity but we want to create and you know help others create we want we want to create this brand and we want to help others you know when we get to a place of being able to help others we want to help them create you know those you know we want them we want to help others uh go do those aspirations that they have as well we want to see people uh meet their dreams meet their goals we want you know we want to but yeah ultimately we want you know, we see a lot of problems in the world and we want to do something about them. And yeah. we think uh, spreading our creativity, our art, and bringing others up with us and helping them create what they want to create, we, we think that's a way to solve it. Completely. That'll, you know, a float and a float uh, company will take over the world one day. That's the idea. That's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's the idea. Um, all right. Roll on to two. Sure. All right, let's talk about our target demographic. Um, really, it's a good question. We've been asked this a lot, like, just all around. Um, our target demographic is ages uh, 15 and 25, but age, between ages 15 and 25. Um, usually, these are people that live in cities. They're more urban, um, but not always. These, yeah. you know, people, people that the the... The overarching idea for our demographic is people that understand the idea, people that understand the message, and people that rock with it. I don't think there needs to be, like, certain age aspects usually, but what we're really fitting into right now is that 15 to 25 age kind of group. We're really targeting um, the people that um, we relate to, people like us, that are similar and have the same ideas, and that uh, we think we can build... Build a community around. Yeah, community. Community. Community is the biggest part of this. Truly, community. That's what it all comes back to with this. Um, name. 
How did we how did we come up with the name afloat? Um I was the one that came up with the name afloat. It was um so it's a little bit of a story. I had been watching a YouTube video and I honestly don't remember it too well, but someone associated with like the FaZe clan or something, this is something I don't really know anything about, but they had made a clothing brand called Loose Change. And someone had asked him, like, is that from the Kendrick Lamar song with that? Where he references that, like, in a, in a line. And <clears throat> he said no, but it gave me the idea, like, like, give some inspiration for music. So I remember I was sitting there one night in my room just listening to music and, like, trying to trying to see if there's any, like, some, something I could come up with for a name for, like, a, a clothing brand, which is what I wanted to do at the time. And, um... Yeah, a float just was in one of the songs and it stuck with me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's good. I enjoy the name. I think the name's great. Yeah, it it. I mean, I think it is too. I think it works well with what we're doing. I com- couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. It's a fitting. It's a fitting name. Um. All right. Favorite drop. Why don't you go first for this? Yeah. One? All right. I'll go first. Um. This is, I love this question. I love being asked stuff like this. My favorite drop was our hoodies um, that we released back in, like, what, was that December of 2021? Yep. Yeah. Um, I have always grown up, like, really liking hoodies. Hoodies have, like, actually been, like, somewhat of, like, a sanctuary for me, which sounds <laughs> so weird, but, like, just putting the hood on makes me feel safe. Um yeah, yeah, it makes me feel safe and just, like, better. Um, but, yeah, hoodies have been a big part of my life for a long time. And, like, I've always really enjoyed, like, getting a hoodie. Like, I remember, like, back, like, in high school, like, for the first, like, three years of high school, or for the three years of high school, I would, like, before every school year, I'd get a new hoodie, and I'd, like, look around a bit and try and find a nice one that maybe be a little different or just whatever. Um so then, like, going on and designing my own, and it was, like, it was really, like, you know, me and, me and Caleb had, like, disagreements about what the hoodie would look like. We didn't know what we wanted to do with it exactly, and then I kind of created this, like, really clean design with, like, a little, like, snowman instead of the O. I, I, had, I had, sorry to interrupt, I had originally please. thought of the snowman, but it was kind of a different type of graphic, and yeah. Paulo was able to work it into the to the name and just add all those snow effects and, yeah. the, and the color, and it just it came together beautifully. It did. I mean, I was thinking about the ice machine at like the Seven Eleven. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I was like, I wanted that like icy feel to it, so I was playing around with strokes and like a couple of different things with that, and um, it came out perfect. I I saw I had the vision, it came out perfectly through Photoshop. I knew I wanted the hoodie embroidered. We got the hoodie embroidered. I wanted it to be a good quality hoodie. We got it on a champion blank, so that's already a good quality hoodie. I mean, just like literally from like vision to production, it was seamless. Like everything was the way I wanted it. I had had not experienced something like as good as that, like so far in the brand, like then, you know what I mean? Like it was just, it was perfect. It was exactly where I wanted it. And the reception that we got from it was incredible. Everyone really liked them. And of course, there's no way we can mention the hoodie without talking about the lookbook. Because my boy Avi just came through hard with the lookbook photos. We we met up, it was like after school one day, and he has this he had this like blue, like icy blue balaclava on with the hoodie. And it was just all types of clean. I mean, I have that photo. That was a part of my AP art project, that photo. Like, I have it on the back of my phone case. That is true. Like, I if probably in my house when I'm older, that photo is going to be up in the house somewhere pretty big. That's going to be a pretty big, pretty big <clears throat> photo up in the house. I love that that photo so much. It, it's so clean. And I, yeah, oof. That makes me happy just thinking about it. As well for that lookbook, I had befriended a person at my school Dope. by the name of Mike. Legend. Mike DFG. Rapper. He makes rap music. Check him out. You can Yo. find him anywhere. Yo. Um, also, shout out my fault to interrupt, but shout out Proud by Avi as well. Avi a little, you know, not a little, but 
Avi do a little production too. Fire. He's at Columbia College right now, getting his shit ironed out. He's doing great things. He'll only be creating amazing things. Beautiful man. Beautiful man. But continue, please. I'm sorry. No problem. We got the. We had me and Mike went down by the river, Chicago River. Yo. Did a little photo shoot. Yo. Came out super clean. Clean. And uh, kind of made a friend that day. Yeah. So. <laughs> new friends, man. New friends, new clothing. Come on, it's beautiful. And that's kind of what the whole idea of a float is. Is just um, through this we make connections with other artists. Yeah. And we're able to work together and create something that we both love. Create something that we both love and create something bigger than, you know, the two things that we have. Just collaborating and making something bigger. It's incredible. Uh, I love it. Um, all right, Caleb. We talked about the hoodies. Let's talk about your favorite drop. Of course. I forgot I had to answer for this one. Yeah, you okay. got to answer this one. <laughs> my, drop, my favorite <coughs> drop that we've done so far is the, the summer drop, the, the last drop that we did back in June. Mm-hmm. Um, Opposite of Paolo, this drop really did not come together anything like we had planned. No. We had planned to drop, I think, like April. Yeah. It came out in June. Yeah. We had a lot of other stuff planned that didn't go right. Nah. It just, it was not, it didn't come through like we had envisioned it, but it was, it's still, like, I'm so proud of the Morton Salt design that I made. I love that design so it's much. beautiful. And we'll get into our inspirations later, but yeah. um, that kind of draws perfectly from one of those. Mm-hmm. from one of our inspirations that we're going to speak on later. Mm-hmm. And then it was uh, Paolo's friend from his school, Marco, yep. did the octopus design, which was our T-shirt design contest, yep. which was such... I just love that shirt as well, too. I I love that shirt, man. I, I, loved, I loved the contest. I loved how we did that. I love that it got the feedback that it got. We got, you know, some really good options in there and, like, it just it had to go to Marco honestly like Marco really hit hit the hammer or the nail on the ha- nail on the head oof I don't know puns today hit the nail on the head with that one like he crushed that design and I remember when Paulo showed when I saw it Paulo sent it to my email Yo. I was like it was like eight in the morning I'm ready <laughs> to go into first period class and I'm like what like I couldn't believe it I was like okay like the other designs. They were amazing. Yeah. Like, everyone that submitted design, like, we love you. Yeah, always. The designs were great. But this one is just, like, it was, like, how did... I didn't know someone could draw. Yeah. It was crazy. It was beautiful. I, you know, we put it into the... Into a digital format, got it done, and it was, like... That's that's a huge step, small step... To where afloat we want it to be, but yeah, you know, with the community we're creating, but that's just another example of it. And yes. and then you know we had the bucket hats, Oof. we had the socks. It was a great Oof. summer drop. The lookbook was great. We did it at Garfield Park Conservatory with my boy Blake. Yup. And we had a, a Seda in there. Friends, we had Muna in there. Muna. Yup. And um, yeah, it was. It really went well. I really liked how it came out in the end. It came out beautifully. I mean, I think that drop. I think truly that drop has been our most like clothing. It 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 looked most professional. Like that. Like just from the pieces that we released, from just like the lookbook, from everything. I think every the yeah. way we went about that whole release was very professional. It looked really good. I think, and it was just like a good, it was a solid collection. Yeah. Like, and, and today it's, yeah, like Paolo said, it's a solid collection. Today it's the biggest collection that we've dropped four pieces. Yeah. You know, we went, we dropped one hoodie, one crew neck, one t shirt, one tote bag, all the way from the start, two t shirts. Like, yeah. this is something that, like, we we're like, let's go bigger with this one. Yeah. And it, and it worked out. It worked out. And, and yeah, and, the, and that's the thing. Like, that's also a big part of a float is like, Take those risks, like go, go do that shit. Like go, like go put out four pieces, go put out six, go like, go do it. Like go experience it because like the risk is always worth the reward. You know what I mean? Always. Not, not always. Sometimes, Uh, sometimes you take a risk, it doesn't work out, but then you always, you always learn from it. Always. You You can take something away from it that, that will benefit you in the future. So in a way, the risk is always worth the reward. I guess you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> in a way. In a way it works out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, and, like, the, just touching back on, like, the just, like, the the, um, the design contest. That was, 
I love that. And, like, that's that, that's another just big thing about a flow. Like, we just want that community aspect. Like, we've literally been hammering home this whole podcast so far. We just want that community aspect. It's a big deal. And, like, yeah, like, we know, like, for sure, like, as soon as we, like, release that shirt, like, that shirt sold well. And, like, we know 100%, like, we're going to keep doing community or we're going to keep doing design contests. We're going to do more. Yeah. Sold know? better than anything. We, we designed that for that drop. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, exactly. Like we're for sure just going to keep on release or we're going to keep on doing those design contests. It's fun. We love getting y'all into it. We love having you guys be a piece of the, you know, being a part of the community, man, of the afloat community. It's, it's real. It's out there now. Yeah, and it's, a float is bigger than us. It no, is, it is. It's its, own, it's its own community. Like yeah. we've been saying the whole time, but it yeah. really is. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but touching back on those bucket hats, brother, let's get into like, let's get into some like disagreements that we've had because that was a question. The question was like, yeah, have you guys or like you know how do you guys settle disagreements? How do, you know stuff like that? So the bucket hats was probably the biggest one we've had so far. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and it was the we just uh, no one was winning it. <laughs> <laughs> no one was gonna win it. It was a it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, yeah, like that was that was insane. So the the idea behind like that disagreement was Caleb wanted to do the tie dye bucket hat. And Caleb, I'll let you explain why you felt that way. Originally, <laughs> Paulo Paulo was the one who at first was like, "Let's do bucket hats." Yep. it wasn't my idea. I'm not the type <laughs> of person to rock a bucket hat, but I can appreciate it, and I know yeah. I know it's popular. I know Paulo wanted to do it, so you know I'm not going to stand in his way. No, nah, <laughs> you know never. I'm not going to fight him on that one. <laughs> no, 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 you can't fight me on that. <laughs> but uh, so so Paulo was like, "Let's do tie dye," and or maybe I don't remember who had the original idea, but. Yeah. Uh, I was, we were both with it. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's do tie dye. Yeah. So, we did it, and I don't think it came out the way Paulo had originally envisioned it to be. Yeah, it was a little diluted. Like the colors were kind of cool. It was just like it was diluted. Like the the purp- we had purple and green. It was just like the the colors didn't come through as hard as I would have hoped them to. Um. So I just wasn't like sure about them. You know what I mean? Like I just I didn't know how they'd work. I didn't know if people would like them, you know? Um, so then it became a disagreement of Caleb wanting to do the tie-dyes because Caleb really liked the tie-dye bucket hat. I like the tie-dye. I thought, I thought, um, you know, let's give them something more. Yeah. I thought, you know, a white bucket hat, you know, it's not going to, the bucket hats were not going to be, like, super inexpensive. You know, you're spending... A decent amount of money on mm-hmm. the bucket hat. Yeah. Let's give them like a cool color. Yeah. It represents a float. A float's all like colorful. All of our designs are very colorful. Yep. Exactly. And then Paulo Paulo just wanted to stick with the white. Yeah. I mean, I like and like my whole idea of it was like it doesn't need to be super like crazy. Like it can be something clean, classic, nice little embroidered a float on top of the hat. It'll look good. It'll look clean. People will rock with it. Um, and that's actually a lot of our disagreements. Paulo wants to like yeah. tone it down, keep it clean, keep it more subtle. I'm yeah. like, let's go big colors, let's go yeah, like big graphics and yeah. all that stuff. And it, that's that's a, that's a lot of our disagreements. Yeah, but I also <laughs> I also think that those disagreements create really good products too. Yeah, I think no. I think the mixing of both creates our own kind of like lane of like re- like clothing yeah. in a way. Definitely. Where, like, we mix, like, the clean kind of vibe in with, like, the crazier, like, colors and some some of the crazier things. Yeah. The way we solved... Back to the bucket hats. Yeah, yeah, The way we solved that was we did... (laughs) We did a social experiment. Half the bucket hats ended up being the white. (laughs) Half of them were tie-dye. I tie-dyed them myself. Yeah. You know... We tie-dyed them. You didn't tie-dye them Yes, I did. You did? Yes. That was you? Yes. I thought we all tied that tied them together. Four of them we did together. Oh, the rest of them. Oh, the rest were you? <laughs> yes. Uh, sure, sure, sure. He's cutting me out. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Paula's like, oh, it's your vision. You do it. You do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> but anyway, I think Paula was sick or something. So I did it myself. But yeah. anyway, we kept 
I think like half of them white, half of them were, were tie dyed. Yep. And that's that's how it went. And I mean, they both they both performed well, uh, like sales wise as well. I mean, kind of evenly. Yeah. So we didn't have too many of each, so it was kind of like, you know, we none of we both got what we wanted in a way. <laughs> exactly. It was it worked out perfectly. Like the people that wanted the clean, they want they got the clean. The people that wanted the tie dye, they got the tie dye. And I think there's still like two bucket hats left. So, you know, if you're still interested in a little tie-dye or a clean bucket hat, you know, you can go over to afloatclothing.com and cop one. You know, <laughs> you don't have to, but just saying, they're there, they're there, they're still there. But um, generally, I mean, we have a lot of disagreements, but, you know, no one really no one really gets their feelings hurt. Never. There's no, there's no actual, uh, you know, animosity between us. No. It's just, you know, we're trying to make the best products we can and exactly that's, that's how you know that's how um you progress exactly it's exactly it's a just a little bit of fighting yeah it's gotta there's gotta be some butt some head butting you know <laughs> like there's gotta be a little bit of a a disagreement at times like that's that's how good that's how good quality stuff comes out yeah i'd say um anything more on the disagreements aspect i think we think we answered that pretty I well i think we hammered that one in yeah um all right so Let's now go into the question. What is the hardest part of the brand? Of of running a clothing brand. Yeah, right? what's the hardest part of running a clothing brand? Yeah. You want to go into that? You want me to start it off? How you feel? I can go into that because ever since I saw this question on like the, like someone asked it, I've been thinking about it a little bit. Yeah. And really, for me at least, I don't think the hardest part of running a clothing brand is anything to do with the clothing. Yeah. I think it's about like, the actual just running a business is hard. Like, mm-hmm. um, for me, I would say the hardest part is, you know, there's no step-by-step process. There's no tutorial. You have to figure everything out yourself. Yeah. I mean, you can obviously follow what others did before you, but yeah. in the end, you still have to do it all yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, my example was, if you're a doctor, you know, you go to med school, yep. you get all the instruction you need, so... When you're seeing a patient, you know exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Like, yes, there are classes we can take, and there is instruction we can get, but that only teaches you so much. Yeah. You have to have your own ideas. You have to, like, just do it all yourself. And yeah. that's, for me, that's one of the hardest parts. Completely. Completely. It's, it, yeah. And also, like, with that, too, it's, like, something that, like, has been an issue for us as well is, like, um, trying to do, like, with, with, working with other um businesses like trying to produce clothes and stuff like that like the actual garments it's like it can be difficult because we're trying to meet in the middle on like the quantity of how many we're releasing where like they say they might have like a minimum of 45 t-shirts that they have like they're like you have to make 45 and it's like well i don't know if we're in a place to make 45 shirts and like be profitable off of that you know i don't know if we we have 45 people that are for sure gonna buy a shirt like that you know so that's where we kind of have that issue as well. It's like trying to work with others and make sure that like our, you know, our numbers match up and stuff like that. And also like price too. Price is a big deal. We want to, you know, I don't know if this has been said on the podcast yet, but something that's really big for us at Afloat is like, we want to make sure that we're releasing good quality clothing, but we're also doing it for it, the least expensive price that we can give it to you guys for, you know, like pricing like when you when it comes to like a chrome hearts hoodie or like a like a louis vuitton bag like all these different things you know 300 400 for a hoodie chrome hearts hoodie how, you, how much is a chrome hearts hoodie um probably more could be seven i i i i used to, i might know off, but not off the top of my head yeah i mean I like <laughs> it's expect like they you know like those like you know like we're just we care a lot about like how much we put these pieces out for because like you know, I always flip it back to myself, like, okay, am I actually going to purchase this hoodie for, like, 70 bucks when, like, I don't really understand? Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, that goes back to our target demographic. Cause, yeah. Because, like, we're targeting people like us. And people in our age range, no offense, but yeah. we they don't have a ton of money to spend on uh, clothing. And, yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. When there's, you know, when you can get the basic essentials for, for like... A lot less. Yeah. for Half like, as much. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. That's kind of where we're coming from with that. No, but. completely. 
and then sometimes it's just um, you have to you have to rely on others like and that's the hard part in business too is because yeah. we'll, we'll rely on others we'll say oh can you help can you know we know someone in this space that let's say like we can manufacture or not not manufacture but can put something together for us mm-hmm. help us come up you know help us make a t-shirt for the next drop and then it's just they have their own stuff that they need to do it's not a we're not going through a business but and that that gets really tough too because yeah. we have to rely on them and that, that you know not everyone comes through exactly how you want them to yeah, all exactly. the time so exactly it's it's difficult it can be you know working with others man it doesn't always work out but when it does it's something beautiful definitely definitely um all right let's talk about getting into supplier we just kind of got into suppliers a bit but should we talk yeah. about that a little bit more um, sure. so, the question was, do you want to read off the question real quick? Or? Yeah, the question was, um, how how do you find uh, printers and suppliers? Yeah. And, I mean, the first drop that we did, we kind of just looked on Google, saw, oh, there's a screen printing place, um, you know, over here. Yeah. And uh, let's go talk to them and figure out what we can do, get these shirts made. Yeah. And then from there, it was kind of like, oh, like, I've heard from, you know, we meet people in the space. We meet people, other people doing what we do. Yeah. Or just, you know, in our lane, kind of. And yeah. And they tell us about so-and-so that makes, that does good work with, with their screen printing. Or like, oh, this is a good place to get embroidery done. And that's kind of how we've done it yeah, since. Yeah, for sure. And it's worked out pretty well for us. No, it's worked out really well. Just like, yeah, word of mouth, man. It's it, like, obviously, Google can really be helpful, but like, Word to mouth, I think, is where we found our best people to work with. It's just, like, other people that are kind of in that same lane as us where, like, they're also trying to start their clothing brand or they're also just kind of in those, like, first few years of, like, their clothing brand where they're not releasing, like, mass amounts of clothing, but, like, they're, you know, putting stuff out at a frequent base. And, like, they, they've they kind of worked around a bit and found those, like, good different businesses to work with that can kind of add or, like, advocate but also just like help you kind of work in those like numbers that you need that you you know need to work in that isn't you know 500 500 shirts or whatever it's like releasing yeah. you know 25 minimal shirts or whatever that's like that's why we like going to different events and networking yeah. with different people because the information you learn can sometimes be like invaluable oh yeah like it is just like People also want to help you, mm-hmm. and you gotta you gotta find them so they can. Exactly. Yeah, you gotta be looking. Gotta keep the eyes peeled. <laughs> gotta keep the eyes peeled. You got anything more on the suppliers aspect? No. No. Hit that. I think I think we uh I think that's the answer they were looking for. Hit that one pretty well. <laughs> Hit that one pretty well. Let's talk about like more like the website now. The question was like, how do you guys how do you guys create your website, and how do you guys work with Photoshop? Um. I can go into a little bit of the website and a little bit of Photoshop, but I I think Caleb can handle a little bit, a little bit of both too. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. So here I'll just start off like, with the website. I did a lot of the just like, kind of like everything that you guys see. You know what I mean? Like every like, like the just like all the the look to it. You know what I mean? And that was honestly pretty easy. Like it was just all through Squarespace. Like and they had a bunch of different templates and stuff like that. And you just kind of like set it up to the vibe that you want, and yeah, like it was it was a little tedious, but like it's not it's not it wasn't too bad, you know. You just kind of create your domain and everything, and then you go in and start designing, um, looking for the right colors that fit, looking you know, and just adding in the different photos and whatnot. It's 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 all pretty basic work, you know. But like Caleb, he worked all on like the the real like numbers side and like the the real you know the business side of it. So Caleb. Yeah, Paolo did, you know, like, the, the visual aspects of the website, yeah. and I kind of did more of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I set up, like, the the email. So we have an email with our domain at the end of it, mm-hmm. and uh, we did that. We set that up. I set that up so that, you know, it's actually, like, it's not as simple as it, as it seems. No. You got you to gotta connect the domain. You got to verify that you have the ownership, basically, yeah. of the domain. And then there's the... Uh, the actual like accepting payments, yeah. which we had to you know create an account with Stripe, and you know get our information sent all over there, mm-hmm. and then 
we had to pay sales tax. This yeah. is not something we realized until about a week before we were putting out our first <laughs> T-shirts. Yeah. You know, doing our first sales on the website. We have to accept sales tax. Yeah. So we had to go and get an EIN from the IRS and then, you know, sign up with our state's Department of Revenue yep. to, you know, let them know, hey, we're selling stuff. Yep. So you're, we're going to be getting sales tax from us. Yep. And then we had to set it up on the website, which was not easy to do and you had to get all the rates and stuff it was that was one of the my least favorite parts of setting up the website that was <laughs> yeah. so hard do you remember <laughs> in that time when you were working with our when we were working with the irs and whatever and for like 30 minutes perhaps the name of the brand was caleb libretti and all caps. yes so <laughs> so this was something that i had forgotten about until paulo just mentioned it this was this was really funny so <laughs> I'm signing up with the Illinois Department of Revenue, and they're asking for a name. Yeah. I thought this was my name. Yeah. They were asking for the name of the business. Yeah. So all of a sudden, <laughs> they're addressing me as, and the name of the business as my name. Yeah. And it was just, it's like, what is going on right now? I can't, I can't figure this out right now. <laughs> it was so funny because the IRS has sent us an email. And like at the at the bottom of the email, it was like in all caps, like right at the bottom, it just said Caleb, and then underneath it said like his like his Caleb again with his last name, and it was just, it was the funniest thing to look at and be like Caleb, I think we messed something up here, bro. Luckily, they were able to sort it out for us, and we got it figured out. But yeah, we fixed it up. Pretty I quick. still have those documents, and it's pretty funny. It's it's fun to look back at. It's fun to think about. And then on top of that, you know, we had to, with the website, I had to set up the shipping rates yep. so that, you know, we have a, if you're shipping to, you know, Europe, you used to pay a certain price. And if you're shipping to, you know, within the United States, it's a certain price. And yeah. I had to set all that up as well. Yeah. So that was kind of all of the website stuff. And now, uh, Paula, I think you could talk a little bit about learning Photoshop. Yeah. So with Photoshop, so I think we'd mentioned this and I think our fir- first podcast said like, Caleb did the Photoshop. He, he created the logo in Photoshop, right, originally. Um, and it was right around that time where Caleb had created that, that I had started to do uh, digital. I had just started to take my digital imaging class, which is all Photoshop-based. Um, and right away from that first class, um, I had talked to my teacher, and I was like, yeah, like I have a clothing brand, or I'm about to have a clothing brand or whatever. This is like our design and stuff. And, like, I won't mention his name on the podcast just because I haven't reached out to him if he wants me to mention his name or not. But this is the guy, man. He helped me. He helped us. He helped me. Like, he took me under his wing and, like, really helped us kind of, like, do this. And, like, he taught me Photoshop and, like, taught us, like, how to, you know, certain aspects of the brand and stuff like that, how to work with it. He'd always be there to, like, bounce ideas off of and talk to and just, like, a real, like, mentor for the beginning for that first like year or so of the brand and just like a, a big help and you took his class you took his like advanced class the second year yeah it's like apr next, with him next year and he basically correct me if i'm wrong but he basically just let you do work on a float yeah the class i mean <laughs> legend like absolutely like absolute legend like just let me work on a float and was like i think he literally came up or like apr it's like you, you're supposed to have a sustained investigation which is like you're supposed to have a uh an overarching idea that like f- all your projects like fit into and it was like I'd already created like a few different ideas and I he was like here Paolo like come up here let's talk about like what your sustained investigation is going to be and I was like kind of telling him like some of these different ideas like oh I love to work with like cars or like some stuff like that and he was like you know like you have a clothing brand I think your main focus for this portfolio should be your clothing brand you should just work on a float figure out ways to create different projects from that. Like, you know, obviously you can't just do a bunch of clothing. Like, you got to do diff- some different things. But, like, just work on a float. And I was, like, amazed. Like, this guy is literally just telling me to work on my business in class. Like, every every day, eighth period, for 55 minutes, I'd be able to just work on my brand, which is just, like, awesome. It was incredible. Yeah, a lot of teachers don't give you opportunities like that. No. That's, that's really special. Really special. It's just, like... The all, I mean, I owe everything to that dude. That's that's my guy. That's that's family. And then for me, I I took a digital imaging class as well in high school, but not until 
after the brand had already been launched and been around for a few months already. Yeah. So, you know, I already, I had known a little bit about Photoshop, learned about it, been doing some work in it, and I really learned all my stuff from YouTube or, like, uh, like online, uh, like, YouTube. tutorials and yeah, stuff like that. So For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, like, we're still, like, now I'm, like, I think I've mentioned it before, too. Like, I'm at UIC now. I'm currently in industrial design classes, but next next semester is graphic design. Got my fingers crossed. I'm ready. I'm excited. Like, I'm ready to just keep learning more and just creating better, you know, better designs, better everything for y'all. I'm just, I'm ready. I'm excited to, like, get into this more of, like, a professional space with, like, Adobe Illustrator and, like, the whole Adobe suite and creating better quality everything, you know? Yeah, definitely. Can't wait. Definitely. There's always more to learn when it comes to Photoshop. <laughs> always. Always more to learn. Um, all right. Let's continue on, man. I think we should go into, like, the money aspect now. Like, yeah. We had a question that was, like, um, do, you wanna, do you have it right up here? Um, let me pull it up real quick. I believe it was um, how... Uh, the question was... The question was... Uh, how do you afford order supplies and shirts? Basically, how how do we fund this business originally? Yeah. And it, the answer to that is it was kind of just out of our own pockets. We yeah. Didn't, we didn't really have any, like, investors no. or, like, any venture capitalists coming after us. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not at all. There was nothing like that. It was purely us. And, like, it's still self-funded. Like, we still put our own money into it. Yeah. You know, Caleb has a job. I work a job, but it's in the summer now. I don't really work during the winter time anymore. Uh, but that'll I'm, I I gotta get a job. Bro. I mean, I had been uh, you know, reselling sneakers and streetwear mm-hmm. for a couple years at that point. You know, yep. I had you get I a little had, little nest egg. I had a little money. You know, it wasn't <laughs> nothing crazy, but you know, me and Paolo combined some of the money we had and were able to buy everything we needed. Yeah. So, yeah, very fortunate for that. Yeah, like, exactly. Just, yeah. like, that's what we've done. we just worked and then, like, saved that money and then put it back into the brand. And, like, yeah, that's the thing. And, like, also, I, I'm sure we've mentioned it before, but, like, all the money that we've gotten from the brand, we put right back into it and we keep putting back into the brand, keep investing more money into it, keep putting all the money back into it. Like, it's just yeah. it's a never-ending cycle. Maybe someday we'll take some money out for ourselves. Hopefully, <laughs> man. Maybe we'll buy ourselves a lunch one day. You know, that's the goal right now. Maybe a lunch. Maybe a lunch on the business card one day. <laughs> you know. And then, as far as just keeping track of everything, and it really just comes down to like organization, yes. and then also communication. Yeah. Like me and Paolo don't spend any money with the brand. We each, you know, have our own card associated with the business account which yep. we recently opened we yep. didn't have a business account until a few months ago yeah but you know me and paula don't really spend anything without talking to each other yep. without like you know saying oh this, okay this is where we're going to spend our money on we're not going to go out and like you know we don't have we don't have secrets from each other when it comes to a float <laughs> no never as far as i know <laughs> <laughs> never never no no but, one's going to gucci or anything like that to drop in you know getting a gucci bag or something on the business card nothing like that never <laughs> No, <laughs> but but yeah, and then organization is just you know we have we have ways of organizing it so we know how much we're spending on what you know what what we're taking in what it's for everything like that. So when it comes to pay taxes, we're able to do that because uh, we do we do have to pay you have to pay taxes when you have a business. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's it's uh, in case you didn't know. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah, I mean. So you got to make sure it's all organized because the IRS will come after you. Yes, they will, man. <laughs> they don't mess around. Shout out Erwin R. Scheister. If anyone knows what that means, let me know. He um, has to let me know because I'm not <laughs> sure what that is. It's an old school wrestler, man. His name was Erwin R. Scheister, but he went by IRS. Ah, ah. okay. Shout out. Yeah, no, nah, classic. Um, <laughs> All right. So let's, let's go with – you got anything else on the money aspect of it? No, I mean – I think I think we covered most of what we do with the money. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> not much. <laughs> um, so yeah, now we get it. Let's let's talk about this next question, which I love. I think this is a really interesting question. The question was, um, what was your vision for the brand pre-pandemic and post-pandemic? Which is 
a really great question. Caleb, do you want to start off with that one? How you feel about that? Sure, I can I can kind of start off with this one. Yeah. Um, really, it was um for me. I didn't I don't remember too much of what I had mm-hmm. in, in my in my head before the pandemic, because um, it had only been it hadn't been six months, maybe eight months. But yeah. when when the pandemic started, that we had had the idea and been working on a float. Really, it hadn't been too too long. But I think I don't know that I had much of an, a vision for it beyond a clothing brand. Yeah. Like now, um, you know, there's so much we want to do with a float. Yeah. And there's so much potential and so much we want it to be. Yeah. But you know, I don't know that I had much of a thought beyond oh this this is my clothing brand. Yeah. And we're just we're gonna make clothes, it, and that's what the ideas we had were it, at yeah. that point. For sure, I I was the exact same way. Like I. I had like been designing a few different things and like and like exactly what Caleb said. I had nothing. I had no other idea besides the fact that like I was just gonna be making clothes, you know, and um, I think that like I, I at that point pre pandemic I was kind of creating like different designs and stuff that were cool. Um, I still think they're cool, <laughs> um, but like they weren't like feasible in the time that we were in like it didn't it we couldn't release those things you know what i mean like it was yeah. we i was at a place like where i was probably about like three four years ahead of like where where we <laughs> were at the time you know what i mean of like what i wanted to release and like those are all things i won't get into it exactly i was i'm you know i was i was designing the flow racing collection at that point <laughs> um but we won't we won't get into all that just yet i mean i have the same thing where i look back at old designs and we're like yeah, that's not something I would want to make anymore. Yeah. But, you know, it's something that I had wanted to make at one time. And yeah. I'm not saying it's bad, just saying, like, I, I don't have that same idea anymore. Exactly. I don't want, I don't like that anymore, really. Yeah, for sure. Um, post-pandemic. I talked about, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's just much much broader, much bigger, like, the kind of like the sky's the limit type of thing. Oh, like, yeah. There, there's only we can go up, you know, we're not yeah. limiting ourselves to, oh, we're, we have a clothing brand, really. Nope. It's just kind of like we have, like, a collective. Yeah. It's a vision. It's like... It's an idea. Yeah. It's an idea. Yeah. It's a vision, man. And, like, and that's the thing. Like, it's it's more it's more than just clothes now. Like, we know we, know we want to do more than just release clothes. We want there to be a real community aspect like like yeah. absolutely I, <laughs> we should it's not a clothing brand it's just a, it's just a community really yeah. around kind of the the fashion and the clothes but yeah it's, it's still more than that no like, way more than that for sure and like yeah we should have a running number on how many times <laughs> we say community in this podcast <laughs> but no that's what it all comes back to for real um but yeah like it's just like that like my post-pandemic idea is like just exactly exactly what caleb said caleb's got it he's on the nose today man he like it's just about the community aspect it's about chicago it's about like like yeah it's that's what it's all about man you know um let's talk about inspiration though one of a question was what um what is your inspiration for for the brand yeah and what kind of what kind of brands do inspire us for what we do yeah um i know for me um I kind of got into streetwear through Supreme. And mm-hmm. Supreme, to me, is still, like, at the top, the king of streetwear. You know, a lot of people would probably disagree and say, like, Supreme Supreme is dead. Supreme Supreme was cool, like, five years ago. I don't know. I still I still think Supreme is a lot of cool stuff. I think it's still up there. Definitely. Yeah. And then um, also FTP. FTP, fuck the population. They, uh, they don't necessarily align too well with what what a float is doing with what we stand for no. necessarily but uh it's i still love like zach really inspires me as a person he's the owner of ftp he inspires me a lot and just seeing what they're what they're doing he started at 16 pretty similar to us yeah and just he's 10 years in and just seeing what he's doing is super inspiring so i love seeing that and he they come up with some really cool graphics over there too so oh yeah i love what they do yeah and then Kind of same thing with fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just, I like a lot of the stuff they do. They have cool like pieces. I have this nice like cardigan from them, which is just like a thick piece. I would love to make that an afloat cardigan. Oh, and uh, soon, yeah, Kith too. 
Kith makes some cool stuff. I, I, I definitely draw a lot of inspiration from Kith mm-hmm. and what Ronnie's doing over there. Fig. I need size nine in every pair, brother. Come on. <laughs> Shout out Westside Gun. Um, yeah. Do you have any more inspirations you like um, to share? That's all I have. I, that's all I have to say right now. I mean, yeah. you know, I, but I think generally I draw a lot just from like being in the city yep. and just like everyday life. Kind of you can take it and bring and you know bring it back to a float and what does that mean for a float and kind of draw from that. Exactly, but, yeah. I completely agree. I um my inspirations my inspiration draws heavily from it, just like what Caleb said in that last part, like just being a product of the city being a product of like just what what I am you know like what I'm into my interests and everything like that and that's what I try to like hone in on with like my designs and like my inspiration is just like the way I see things and the way I like feel like the way you know the things that I'm interested in whether it's like old school wrestling whether it's like West Side Gun or like the rappers that I'm into whether it's like the hockey shit that I'm into and, like, collecting vintage jerseys, whether it's, like, my Italian heritage, being from Chicago, being someone that's super into comedy, all these different things that I'm into, I try to, you know, make it. I'm just a product of that, and I just want that product to be, like, I want to float to be the child of that product. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's what I want it to be. Um so yeah, like it's just like that that inspiration just stems from what I what I'm the product of, you know? And like also I mean, I have to say, inspiration, if we're looking up at like straight up inspirations, n- no nothing further than Virgil Abloh is yeah. the biggest. That goes for me as well too. I mean, uh I think anyone involved in fashion is inspired by Virgil Abloh. Of course. May he rest in peace. <sighs> we lost a legend for real. <sighs> But it, I mean, he's just such an amazing creator person, and just kind of like everything he does is just like I don't, I don't, I don't even have words for Virgil. But it's hard to explain. I got goosebumps right now just thinking about the man. Um, I mean, you know, if we're gonna get into it, Virgil is the reason that like I'm here right now recording this podcast about a, my clothing brand. You know. Um, I wasn't interested in art. I wasn't interested in anything like that for most of my life, ever. I, I never took to drawing. I never took to arts and crafts. I hated glue when I was younger <laughs> and macaroni and shit like that. Um, but what stemmed me being so interested in clothing and everything like that was Virgil. And it was like the figures of speech um, uh, exhibit that he had at uh, the MCA back in, like, what was that, 2019? June 10th, 2019 was the first day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was there first day. You were there day. first day, and we went the next week. I think it was, like, that Friday or something like that. Friday or Saturday, me and Caleb went to the Figures of Speech exhibit, and that's when I, like, really saw, like, like just what I was talking about. Like, the I'm a product of, like, the culture that I grew up in and everything like like that. Like, Virgil was the one that mixed all those cultures. Like, he was the one who did the Yeezus cover, and he did Watch the Throne, and these were all things that I saw, like, at the exhibit, and it made art cool to me. Like, it made, like, he was mixing things that, like, I had never seen mixed before in a space, like, in a museum. And, like, I would never want to go to a museum. I would, I would like, <laughs> never. I'd, I'd never go pay money to be in, like, a museum. But, like, see, like, his exhibit was like the one that was like I love I, this is what I'm into this is what I want to be a part of this is the stuff that I want to do I want to work with whether it be like working with artists or working with like shoes and stuff like that working with clothing all these different things like he was the one who really did that for me like and it's hard to even like explain it's just like he was the one man like this this he was the one that put me where I am now he gave me the mindset that I'm in, that I'm in now, he he gave me a lot, and it was literally from not much else but that figures the speech exhibit that me and Caleb went to yeah. back in you know 2020 2019. I mean, I think we could talk about Virgil's impact on both of us for a while. A long time. I mean, I didn't really know Paolo felt that way until today when we had talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's. <laughs> oh man that's yeah i mean there's not much else we can even say about it 
it's it's a different it's it's sad to talk about because he's you know he's passed on now but boy he's we i i owe everything to that man as well man that's that's the guy that really put me where i'm at he he made me want to do what i'm doing and all i want to do is show him you know all i want to do is show him that i'm doing it and like i want him to i want him to see it i i feel him with me at times when i'm working on a float i feel him like in my presence i f- i feel it i feel that that grind that he had and that like aspect of just working on it and grinding shit out and like really you know getting shit done i i feel that i feel him in my presence when i you know i'm in that mode you know and it's something something incredible but i i think i think a lot of other people feel that way too virgil was influential to so many different people everybody he was in for influential west side gun you know all these people that i looked up to that i look up to you know like in terms of different artists or different designers and everything he was the guy for everyone you know and it's i mean before you know i mean we we can't talk about virgil the whole time but man that's that's everything virgil abloh is everything man for real everything to us to me for real um all right, before I start crying, oh my oh, goodness! I, I'm not gonna lie, I just had a tear or two during that. Oh that was, man, that was a little rough. Oh, rest in peace, man. Rest in power. Rest in power. Um, let's let's go on. Let's talk about creative blocks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um not, creative not the blocks, easiest transition man. to go through, but we'll do no, it. No, <laughs> not. And we were, we were we were sitting here trying to like before the podcast. We we're like, all right, like what flows well? Like we were trying to run like run through the questions and like see like what flows best and whatever. Boy, we did not expect that one. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Woo! We didn't expect a a Virgil tangent like that one. But. No. Man, well deserved. Well deserved. Many more on the podcast no too for sure. It. No doubt about it. Oh. Um, creative blocks, man. Caleb, start it off. How do you feel yeah. about that? Well, uh, I mean, I think me and Paolo feel similar about about this, but really I feel like you can't rush rush creativity. Yeah. Like naturally I think we're all creative mm-hmm. and we have thoughts and ideas that you know come from our inspirations that we wanna put on paper create in whatever way we create them but i think it just it kind of just has to come to you yeah like i don't think uh, you can't you can't force it you can't rush it it just it needs it needs to come to you which mm-hmm. is kind of difficult at times when it's like it's fall we need to put out a fall drop we don't have <laughs> yeah. any ideas <laughs> yeah it gets difficult <laughs> when seasons start changing and we're like uh what are we dropping now <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it uh i mean you know i like Paolo said, we really don't have any shortage of ideas. No. We, I think we both just have so much passion for a float. We're yeah. always able to come up with something that we love that we're able to share with you all that goes yeah. well. Yeah, and <laughs> I think with that too, it's just like I always, like I think both of us, we always have a float in the back of our minds. And it's always like we're always looking at different things and like in everyday life, we're like, okay, how can we apply a float to this? How can a float be a part of this? Like, okay, I just got inspiration from like the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers cover but like how am I now gonna put this like in on an afloat spin you know what I mean like how am I gonna kind of shift it so it's got that afloat feel to it how am I gonna you know um that's that's how we work really and it's like I'm not gonna lie to you guys I do not create a bunch of designs all the time I am not someone that like sits like I like in my free time I'll tell you I'll be honest I'm not designing like I, I'm not I'm not on Photoshop working shit out and I'm not on Illustrator neither am I yeah it really is like you get the idea and once you get the idea you kind of know and that's yeah. when you start putting it into Photoshop and trying to make it like a real piece of art yes and I I will also say with that I'll tell you what if I was always designing and creating we probably have a lot we we'd be better at Photoshop and Illustrator by now, but like, eh, it's what it is. Like we're we're taking we're taking our time with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think definitely. Like we're we're allowing to work within the aspect within the perimeters that we're in right now. Like I know I'm about to get into this graphic design, uh, you know, semester and like really start being able to like really become a lot more expansive with the things that I'm able to create, the things that I'm able to do. Um, but for right now, it's just about like, it's just about 
designing when when we feel it when we know that like we have a good look to it when we can picture it in our minds and then put it right back into photoshop yeah you know what i mean i mean that's that's what it's that, about that's what it is for me a lot of times it's just seeing it in my head like yes this is the design yep exactly that's that's exactly what it is seeing it up there and then putting it onto the computer um final question yeah and i was asked by a lot of people and it is it's like where do you see a float in the future, five years, we're gonna talk about how where we see it in five years. Yeah. But and for me, it really is just um, what we're doing now, just bigger, bigger community, mm-hmm. like we said. Yeah. Um, and then just bringing up as many people as we can. Yeah. I want to work with everyone that we can work with. Yeah. And just like make it as big and as as a big entity as possible. Like yeah. just a big creative like thing yes <laughs> a giant monster of a float um no no but like actually like like when that's, when, that's a t-shirt design right oh <laughs> just wait um halloween next year question mark oh my goodness halloween this year question halloween mark. this year <laughs> maybe oh i just had a crazy idea we'll talk about that later um nah so like when i when i when we first started talking about this question um the first thing that came to my mind was like, I want Chicago to be remind. I want a float to be with Chicago. I want Chicago to be with a float. I want them to be interchangeable. Um, the community is everything, and the Chicago community is everything. You know the difference between a lot of different places. Like in New York, I feel like there's a lot of different. Like New York City, there's a lot of different scenes, and you have to fit into that scene, and you have to be with a certain group, or you have to be a part of the. You know, you have to be a certain level. You know, in Chicago, it's different. You can try shit out. You can work around with it. You can play around with it. And you know what? People are going to be supportive. And people are going to rock with it. And maybe it's not to the best that it can be, but they're going to rock with it, and they're going to support you so that you get to that place where it's the best it can be. You know what I mean? And that's that's really, in a, in its essence, like what a float is about. It's about being, like getting to that place of the best it's going to be and like keep working on it, keep focusing on it. You know what I mean, and like, that's what that's what matters most to me. And like, when we're talking about like community too, like, like just like what Kayla was saying, like helping others. Like, yeah, we want to build this escalator, and we want to, we want everyone on this escalator. <laughs> like, we want to bring everyone with us. You know what I mean? Like, I want everyone with us. I want everyone to be doing creative stuff. I want everyone in their own little way, have their own little like niche thing or whatever. Just on that escalator on the way up and I want to help everybody I want everyone because like the thing is like we're doing this all ourselves we're trying to figure this all out for ourselves I want to be the person that can like be the mentor to the person to like where I am now you know what I mean and like be the one to help like okay well this is where you're at right now you're you're into your clothing brand you've done a couple of releases this is where you should go now you know what I mean this is where you can push it this is what you can do and like also just like be like a not to say like I'm trying to like rule their clothing brand or like rule the thing that they're doing but like just be that like that mentor to help them through and help them keep building and keep you know just staying afloat man exactly staying I mean, keep keep as many people as we can with this vision of a float and yeah. just and just helping everybody stay afloat whatever whatever that means to them yeah I want everyone to be a balloon man everyone's floating <laughs> everyone's floating up we don't even need the escalator. We'll just all float up together, man. That's it. <laughs> That's it, man. Oh, man. Woof. Um, wow. That was, <laughs> that was incredible. Um, thank I you, like, thank yeah. you all for asking the questions. Yeah. Anyone listening this far in, we appreciate you. Yeah, thank we you. did an hour today. That's about double what we've done usually. Thank you all for all the questions. That's real. When, like... When we had the idea for the Q and A, it's always something that I've been worried about. It's like, oh, are people gonna ask questions? Are people gonna like? Are people gonna do stuff? And like, every time that I ask that question, you guys come through, and you come through twice as hard as I expect y'all to. Always, if not even harder. Um, nothing. I'm very thankful for y'all. Very grateful for all of you guys that have you know been here, listening to the podcast, been you know asking questions, been been supporting, been doing anything that you guys have been doing to. You know, have that that afloat lifestyle with you guys. We yeah. love y'all for real. 
We're four um, episodes in, and we're really, really uh, appreciative of all the support we've gotten so far. And we really hope, appreciate it. Hope we can take it as far as we want to. Of course, that's all we want to do, man. Um, but with that, we'll cap it off right here. We got another podcast coming out. Next podcast is uh, next week, next Thursday. Um, and then right after that, we're dropping that Saturday after. A flow fall 22. Oh, <laughs> seasons change. Oh. A little spoiler. A little spoiler. <laughs> a little spoiler. No big deal. Um, man, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for y'all. We we just saw the second. We had the first piece, and it looked great. We just opened up the second piece. It's crazy. We're excited for y'all to see these. We're excited for y'all to be purchasing them, taking photos in them, everything that y'all do, keeping that afloat lifestyle. Caleb, you got anything else for the people? Nah, just catch us next week, next week and stay afloat.